Bible Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome to Real Presence Live. Uh, We are broadcasting live from Bismarck. St. Mary Central High School. I'm Mike Kidrowski, one of the co-hosts this morning, and I'm here with Father Josh Eli, the rector of the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. And good morning to everyone. And good morning to you, Father Josh. Good morning, Mike. Great to be back with you. Thanks for carving out some time to to be with us this morning. I know that uh, you're busy with uh, uh, your new assignment at the, well, not so new anymore as the rector at the uh, Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. That's right. They're, yeah, they're keeping me busy, but it's a yeah. wonderful place to be. And you, you came aboard there about July what? one, right? Uh, no, just two months ago. Oh, two just, months just ago. Just around okay. Christmas time. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Plucked again. out of Rome <laughs> to the cold of of the north. Welcome, welcome uh. home. Welcome to the. Thank you. To the Northland and uh, Father Josh, why don't we start this off right? Uh, and uh, would you lead us in prayer, please? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious Lord Jesus, we ask you to reach hearts today, uh, to bring your, send your Spirit to be with us, to guide us, to give us wisdom, and lead us to all truth. And we offer all this, this day, this show, to our mother as we are here in the school. St. Mary dedicated to her. Hail Mary, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, women, and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you very much, Father Josh. We have a jam-packed show, uh, folks, uh, lining up with some great guests. You're not going to want to uh, step away from your, from your radio or your computer or your cell phone if you're listening on the app. Uh, and... Uh, to tell us more about what's happening. Let's go back to the mothership in Fargo, North Dakota. We have Eli standing by. Alrighty, thanks, Mike. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. You know, there's been a lot of confusion over the past few months in regards to the Amazon Synod. And now that the Pope's con- and what has the Pope concluded now that the final document has been released? Well, we'll dive into this right away this morning as we visit with Bishop David Kagan of the Diocese of Bismarck. And it's a new plan to help address the crisis of far too many young people leaving the church. What is this plan, and how are parents called to help carry it out? Well, we'll find out as we visit with Christopher Kraft. He's the director of catechesis and youth for the Diocese of Bismarck. And he's known as the Dynamic Deacon, and is coming to set men on fire in the Diocese of Duluth. How can we as men prepare for a spiritual combat? Deacon Harold Burke Sivers will share a couple ways as he talks about the upcoming Men of Faith Conference in the Diocese of Duluth. All that and a whole lot more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Yes, well, thank you, Eli. Uh, indeed, we have a lot of great uh, subjects coming up to discuss, Father Eli, and uh, certainly we want to thank His Excellency Bishop David Kagan for uh, carving out some time for us this morning. Uh, Good morning, Bishop. Morning, Mike. Thanks for having me. Of course, I'm not as busy as the rector of the (laughs) cathedral, but uh, it's kind of you to have me on. Yes, it's it's always always a pleasure. (laughs) 
Uh, where where else are you going to at uh, 9 a.m. Central Time, folks? Uh, get to listen to the leader of the Catholic Church in Western North Dakota, but here at uh, Real Presence Radio. And uh, Bishop, uh, can you uh, begin help us uh, discuss the Amazon Synod? And uh, as mentioned in the previews the last uh, couple days, uh, the recent Amazon Synod has uh, been quite uh, confusing in in some ways. Can you first uh, explain what this synod was? Well, it's uh, it, this synod uh, is slightly different, but along the same lines of the synod of bishops that uh, is convoked at regular intervals and which uh, the first one was convoked by St. Uh, Pope Paul VI. Uh, and uh, the whole point of the Synod is uh, the Holy Father himself, whomever that may be, uh, and uh, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, convokes uh, the Synod, but also uh, wants a certain subject matter or topic discussed, and a great deal goes into preparing for the Synod. And I think the so-called confusion was created by the secular media and, uh, sorry to say, some of the uh, sillier Catholic media who uh, have a knee-jerk reaction to everything that the Pope simply says or does uh, without a great deal of thought being put into it. Uh, but they were reacting not to what the end product uh, of the synod was, which, uh, which was uh, the bishops. The synod is not a legislative body. They discuss and make recommendations to the Holy Father, who is completely free to accept, reject entirely, or accept in part, or uh, entirely. Uh, what they recommend, and then it's up to the Pope to decide how he publishes those recommendations. Uh, but everyone was reacting to a draft of the Synod, uh, which happened to mention the shortage of priests mm -hmm. uh, in the Amazon basin. Now, it, it, first of all, you have to understand the Amazon uh, uh, rainforest in the Amazon basin covers several countries in South America and it isn't just Brazil or it isn't confined to one country it's a huge area rather uh, remote uh, in in many of its locations and the, the Holy Father wanted a discussion about the shortage of priests and therefore uh, the lack of availability, ready availability, of the Mass and the other sacraments. And so everyone jumps to the conclusion because there was a draft and all sorts of recommendations about this that, well, the Pope's going to change uh, the Latin rite uh, discipline of celibacy uh, in the Catholic Church. Well, you know, and everybody runs with that, and then that tainted everybody's view of what the Synod was talking about. To make a long story short, I read somewhere, and I wish I would have 
uh, I wish I'm old. I can't remember where I read it, but it was an apt comparison with all the, uh, you know, hysteria and assurance that uh, in, back in the uh, 70s when I was a seminarian in Rome studying theology, preparing for ordination, Pope Paul VI uh, from the results of a synod was going to change uh, clerical celibacy back then. Even some of the goofier professors uh, at the Gregorian University at the time were even talking about it and incorporating into their classes what does this mean. And then all of a sudden the Pope comes up and reaffirms the goodness and the value of clerical celibacy for the Latin Rite Church. Well then, you know, there's wailing and gnashing of teeth and all of that, but you can see things, the same thing happened here. You know, but everybody on both the left and the right extremes uh, who fancy themselves the only Catholics who know anything or are faithful, uh, they were certain the Pope was going to do this again and what lo and behold what does the Pope say and do the same thing the Pope and the magisterium has done for centuries encourage everyone to pray for more vocations to the priesthood and also the Pope was quite clear uh, that this shortage of priests in the Amazon area is something that is self-inflicted by the bishops and clergy of that region. And the Pope was quite clear, send some of your priests as missionaries to this area. That's an, that's an excellent point yeah. that um, came up even during my time in Rome. Yeah. Uh, exactly, Your Excellency, uh, that I'm not sure everyone's aware of. The thousands of priests that are sent out of the countries uh, that encompass part of the Amazon that are sent to the United States, that are sent into Europe, that are sent to uh, other parts of the world, that <clears throat> they have created their own uh, crisis, or at least exacerbated yeah. what was already uh, you know, a difficult situation. I think it's an excellent point that, that the Pope picked up on very clearly. And saying, well, wait a minute, we really need, we need more missionary zeal. You know, we don't need to change discipline. When what's really lacking is missionary zeal and vocation, so let's uh, encourage people to go into these 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 places and really experience the richness of the gospel, that also uh, the ardor that is required uh, that, that that the first apostles had. You know, let us re be revived and renewed in that original missionary zeal. Be missionary disciples. I it was uh, well said, Your Excellency. Just the fact that the Pope picks up on that. He is not interested in changing discipline. He's never changed a single dogma or doctrine. And he's not interested in changing. He's interested in evangelization. And I mm -hmm. think your point is well made. Just the, the whole purpose of the Synod and all these preemptive strikes, I don't think they did much good. No. Because the whole purpose of a Synod, and we were, it was blessed to be a part of one of the Diocese of Bismarck uh, just over three years ago, is, is, is to walk with, to be on the same road from the Greek synhodos, to be on the, and, and to talk. So what they were doing was the Pope was letting his people talk. Yeah. And then people were presuming that, oh, well, that he's just going to do whatever they say. Well, no, he's the, he's the Pope. Yeah. He's going to do what the Lord so So thank you for, for making that point, Your Excellency. So I, I, I'm grateful that Father Eli intervened there because he was directly involved in this 
kind of issue in his four years working at the Congregation for the Evangelization of Peoples. And uh, when you read the whole document, it's quite good. You know, uh, and the way the media, both Catholic and secular, treat Pope Francis is as if he's making all this up as he goes along. Go back and read what, uh, you can go back to Pope Pius XII and read some of the statements he was making back in the late 40s, early 50s, Europe really the world coming out of the tragedy of the Second World War, and he's already talking about uh, not just Catholics, but urging Catholics to take the lead in being good stewards in repairing the devastation that war brought to the face of the earth. He's talking about, you know, what every pope has uh, emphasized in the course of his own uh, time as Pope, care for the earth. You know, it's, hmm. they act as if Pope Francis is the first Pope in over 2,000 years to talk about what God the Creator gave as one of the first responsibilities to Adam and Eve. Hmm. Not only to multiply and fill the earth, but to take care of his creation. It wasn't Adam and Eve's creation, it's God's creation. So, I mean, he talks about that in in here, you know, and we have an obligation uh, to do that, mm-hmm. you know. I, I just uh, thank you, Bishop and Father Eli. This really is some very interesting and clarifying insight that you're giving. I just have to take a moment to thank the people for turning in, uh, tuning in to Real Presence Live. Uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Father Josh Eli, and we're visiting with the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck, North Dakota, Bishop David Kagan, and we're talking about the Amazon Synod. And, uh, you know, the insight that you two just gave really is the truth of the matter and what's been emphasized is just some of the uh, some of the the, the the fluff that's coming out of that um, what else uh, can you clear up for us uh, father yeah. and bishop well yeah, i go back to what i even the holy father who's very well informed he he's well read he keeps himself uh, with the help of others of course apprised of world events uh, as they happen around the world and certainly as they have a direct or even an indirect uh, effect on the Catholic Church. But people might remember even before the synod started he had to he made a statement himself he said this is a draft for discussion it's not the end result of the synod, whether he was talking about, you know, saving the Amazon basin uh, environmentally or, you know, the shortage of priests. They had a whole range of issues. And the one thing about this, uh, about Pope Francis, he's not big on him standing there and giving everybody a lecture. He's perfectly capable of doing that. Mm. And popes do do that. Mm. But in these things, he wants to...
to have a conversation, as he told us bishops from Region 8 when we were there last month for our Limina. Mm. He said, I want to have a conversation between brother bishops. He said, you may ask whatever you would like. You may say whatever you want to say. We're all brothers. And then he smiled and he says, of course, as the Pope, I can ask whatever I want, <laughs> say whatever I want to say. Mm. But we spent an, two and a half hours mm. having a very fine and a very enlightening, and I would say for me personally, and I, I would say for the other bishops, quite edifying and renewing conversation with the Pope on a wide range of issues that not only you know are significant for us here in Minnesota North and South Dakota but for the whole church bishops have a responsibility not only for their own dioceses but for the faith across the entire church and it was wonderful but you know simply because the synod went on with peop uh, all those who were there at the Synod saying what they want to say. The Pope listens, you know, but it doesn't mean because they say, well, we have to have married priests. Well, then, therefore, there will be married priests. You know, and uh, the other thing, most of the people who are so critical are thoroughly ignorant of real Catholic Church history. We have always had married priests, even in the Latin rite. It came eventually to be a, an exception, but there's always been married priests. There are married priests in some of the Eastern Uniate rites of the Catholic Church. So, I mean, they, they act as if, again, like the Pope just got up one day and decided, I'm going to change all this. Right. You know, the Pope is in uh, full communion with the one whom he is the successor of, Peter. Yeah, and I think your point there, Bishop, I, I think it's worth also saying for whether or not the, the listeners are aware of this. You know, I was in Rome for the the, the other regions mm -hmm. uh, before ours, the great region eight, uh, and it was the consistent message of the bishops. We'd sit down with the, with dinner with them, uh, and they were just uh, thrilled at how wonderful the conversation was with the Pope. Yeah. Their confidence was deeply renewed. They had a joy from that encounter, and, and I, you did as well, as you said. So I think that's worth saying that, that the, what the bishops took out of those ad limina visits mm -hmm. was extraordinary. We have about 30 seconds, Bishop. Any uh, last words of wisdom for us uh, this morning? Well, I will pass on to all who are listening as well as to you what the Pope simply asked of us. He said, pray daily and often every day for the people entrusted to your care. But he said, also pray for yourselves. And we ended with the Angelus. And then he reminded us, pray for me. And uh, so I would just leave you, pray for the Pope. Yeah. Uh, you know, we bishops all came away thinking, God, we think we have things to deal with, <laughs> and we do. 
but yes. the Pope has much more. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and Bishop yeah. Kagan, thank you so much again for uh, spending some time with us. We are so appreciative of, of you uh, sharing your time. Up next, we'll take a few minutes to pray uh, for your specific intentions during Prayerfully Yours. And about 15 minutes from now, we'll be taking your questions during Straight Talk. We'll give you that number now so you can have it ready, 877 7950122 stay with us real presence live continues on the other side of this break stay with us there's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network